Welcome back to Sobek. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here back with Tom and Ed. We've been gone for a while. Oh, yeah. It's been a minute. And props to you two for holding it down while your boy had his absence. I had some stuff going on. I went to the motherland. went to VA to see my folks. So (laughs) props to my boys for holding it down until I got back in the seat. Did you guys realize something? This is the number one R&B podcast. If you don't believe me, go and Google it. See what comes up first. And none yes, of all boy. three of us have not been in the same room at the same time together. That's what's Ever. crazy. People <laughs> think I have talked to people and they really think that like we're like roommates or something. <laughs> I have only seen Tom in person one time. I've never spent time in person with Kyle, even though I talked to him almost every day. Mm-hmm. So that shows the chemistry and that the connective love of R&B can bring with folks. We're all over Epic. the world. But yes, number one with the receipts. Well, <laughs> Uh, since we're all in separate rooms, can we have names for our rooms? Like, Ed, what is your room called over there? My room? Or your studio, I, mean, I has, guess. It has to be Soul and Stereo Studios because that's always been the name. This is where the magic happens, where your favorite artist cuss me out and I read the emails on my phone. So that's got to be what it is. I was expecting Bowser's Castle, but... <laughs> oh, yes. I should have. Yes, I should have. My fault. And Tom, what is your studio name? Well, you actually reminded me of something we discussed probably a few years ago now. We used to refer to where we recorded our podcast as the Grilled Chicken Studios or something like that. Oh, my God. Yes. We're keeping that name. (laughs) Wow. I forgot about Grilled Chicken Studios. (laughs) And for my room, because uh, Tom made me change my whole backdrop. So I have gold curtains behind me. Ed, you'll love this one. We'll call this one Shattered Dreams. (laughs) <laughs> what i thought you were gonna say hotels but oh, because boy. i'll go with shattered dreams oh is, is that move legal doesn't he kick him in the nuts but oh. if you look at the physics he's actually kicking the turnbuckle that hits him in the nuts so it's not a direct oh. nut shot these are wrestling physics people oh boy oh boy uh you asked uh, tom um a lot of great stuff that happened last week with the Grammys. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Lettucey who won her first ever yes, Grammy. Yes, long overdue. Uh, long good friend overdue. of ours. Um, yeah, just Tom, talk about that because we've been covering Lettucey for years. Oh, you guys know I love to speak about the Grammys. I'm just going to speak about Lettucey uh, in general. Yes. Easily, easily one of her generation's most talented artists has given us some of the best music. Doesn't always go appreciated, as we can see from the Grammys now just honoring her. But, man, what a voice. What an artist. And we love Lettuce Yed. We love her. Absolutely love her. And I didn't see the Grammys. I was on the road. I missed them. But from what I saw from the results this year, there was actually some deserved winners. I feel like everybody, at least in the R&B and hip-hop categories, won who should have won. And... In my opinion, I thought Lettucey had the best R&B album of the year last year. She deserved the flowers. So I'm glad to see the Grammys actually honoring the best of the best and not the best of the most hyped of that year. Mm, Amazing. Um, Her one as well. PJ Morton, a handful of people won. But Tom, we're not talking about the Grammys right now. We're talking about winners in other ways. From my understanding, you have an R&B trivia. And shout out to Tom. He was doing R&B trivias on Instagram last week. Uh, a lot of great participants. Uh, Nicolette, I think she's in here. 
uh she was in there and uh she did great i think she yeah. went like perfect i think she might have missed one or yeah. maybe i don't remember but she was up there with with you know the best results she did really good yeah so tom from my understanding now you have a trivia for us to see if yeah. we're really oh, the true r&b experts we're gonna do a scaled down version of tom's trivia i love doing these trivias guys because especially you two should know everything i have to ask so mm. we don't want to look we shall here. see about that <laughs> so I put together five categories. Some of these were recycled. The categories I used on the trivia last week, whoever was on there, I didn't recycle the questions though. These are ones I didn't use. So we're going to start with the first category. This is the internet's one hit wonders, not people I call one hit wonders. It's who the internet is referring to them as. I'll name a song. You name that artist. I'll name their one hit. And yours right. is first. The song is called The Rain. Are we talking about my man? Orange Juice Jones. Yes. Wow. Here we are. You got it. Wow. With the best outro in R&B history where he just dressed down that. Oh, my. Y'all get talking about getting canceled. That brother talked to a lady <laughs> like that today to think pieces would be flying. Oh, man. oh boy. Kyle. I'm, in, I'm impressed. That's good. Kyle, that your is, song is. is Liar. Name the artist. That would Kyle, be. you know this. That's Profile. Profile. Yes. Yes. Haven't quite heard from them since. But shout out to Profile. Yep. I remember we brought them up a few episodes ago and someone yelled at us for not talking about them more. So I don't yeah. forget about that. <laughs> yeah, their album is actually, they have, two the they have two albums, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah they do. They, they have some solid songs on both. They do. They yeah. do. Yeah. All right. Next category. Last album by, I'm going to name an artist. You tell me the last album they released. Okay. And yours is Dwelle. Ooh. Oh my God. Player, I can't name anything other than subject. No, Ed, Ed. I didn't. I can't remember the last <laughs> album he put out. He's only Ed. got a handful. Don't remember that. Oh, Ed's got some homework to do. Mm. Greater than one was the album. I think it was 2013. Yeah, really good album actually. I really. Liked You're it. right. So, man, Ed, Ed, I thought that would have been easy for you. All right, Tom, oh, I don't know that one. Tom, think about it. That was eight years ago. Not only have we not heard an album from Dwelle, but 2013, yeah. 2012. That was eight years ago. We're old. What it even feels happened? like 80. What happened eight months ago? I don't even remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, yours is harder. Okay. Um, harder. The artist is Tamia. Oh, come on. I oh, know come that. On. <laughs> um, <laughs> isn't it Passion Like Fire? That's the album name, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, it is. So you got okay. it. Okay. All right. I was trying Look to figure out the getting... name. Because I, I, I get the softballs and I get the hard. <laughs> All right, Ed, this is an easy one. Next okay. category. This is the how many albums has this artist released category. I'll name an artist. You tell me how many albums they've came out with. This is not easy, but go ahead. Yours is Music Soul Child. Oh, oh you can do God. this. You can do <laughs> this. Oh, no. Well, Tom can do this. Are we counting Hustle and Purple One? No, pants? albums. Albums. Okay, by Music hold on. Wait, are we I'm counting those? Go are we counting the Selena Johnson album? No, we're not, not counting those. Oh. That's an EP. That's the same thing at this point. Let me count them in my head. So we got one, two, three, four. Music and the Magic. Uh, seven, eight. I, should, I ranked them, so I should know this. It's either eight or nine. I'm going to go with nine. Oh, eight. Ed. 
Eight. Ed. Eight. 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 Oh, Ed. I counted the Selena Johnson one. No, no. I was close. We just, no. we just, <laughs> close. We just I didn't know, but in my brain, I counted that one. Yeah. Oh, all right, God. all right. Good job. Kyle, yours is harder. Tedra Moses. What? Two. Yes, you're right. Yeah, that's kind of like a, that's like a trick question, actually. That know? was a very trick question. Well, it seems like she's released like seven. Yeah, those mixtapes. Yeah. Those, those are mixtapes. They don't count. But they sound like right. albums. So far, Kyle's running away with this thing. Yeah. We'll move Ooh, on. They, well, of course, if he's got these easy <laughs> questions. I'm doing algebra. He's doing second grade math. All oh. right. All right. We'll make up for it with the last two categories. Name three okay. songs by it. I'll name the artist. You, you name three songs by this artist. Okay. Ed? Your artist is Portrait. Oh, oh boy. God. <laughs> Our favorite group. Our favorite group on the podcast. You should be able to name a lot of songs off that classic second album, man. Well, who am I? Soul Child? Um, what's the, the big song? Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm blanking on every Portrait song because Which I'm thinking of Profile right now. <laughs> Which one of the big songs, Ed? They've got plenty. They've got plenty. Plenty? Mm. I'm going to have to acquiesce on this one because, like, I cannot think. What's the Shout big, the, uh, the big no, they, song? They had, one, they had the one big song. Uh, why can't I think of it now? Either? For some reason, See, I'm thinking it's of, like I'm thinking of Christopher Williams. I'm dreaming. That's not. No, it's not. I'm no. dreaming. It's, it's a song that it's a similar song to that. I feel it's like an up tempo new jack swing. Well, song. yeah, y'all know how I feel about new jack swings. I feel like all <laughs> of them kind of sound the same. Oh, you're gonna get in trouble, Ed. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, well. If, yeah, I, uh, Kyle, rebuttal on this one. Uh, liar. Wait, that's profile. Sorry. No, uh, we're, yes, we're profile gonna move is on. in my brain. We're all gonna take the L on this one and right. and 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 move on to Kyle's. Kyle, right. you have a, you have the hard one for this category. Yours is Miguel. Oh man! What? Oh Come man! On now, uh, <laughs> what's the big song? Uh, Adorn. <sighs> what's that other big song? Sure thing. Yeah. And uh, Ed, just to flex a little bit. Uh-huh. I'll even name an album cut for you. Go ahead. Let's go with Kaleidoscope Dream, which is also the name wow. of the album. Call me an R&B expert, guys. I thought you were going to say Banana Clip. Isn't that a song? Oh, yes. That's an amazing song. That too. is a song. <laughs> Shout out to Stevie. Stevie reminded me. It's Here We Go Again. I think of the there chords. We go. I couldn't think of the song. There you go. But yes, all right. that's all I got for poor profile. I'm sure someone will take my R&B card because I was blanking. Portrait. Not all right. Let, let, <laughs> <laughs> last category. First single released by. Tell me. Okay. I'll name an artist. You tell me the first single they ever put out. Ed, you have the easy one this time. Blackstreet. Shout out to Dave. Wait a minute. I was going to say that was their first one, but... Is that their first one? Um, mm. Listen, I, I, I verified. I verified these answers on Wikipedia. So, and when are they ever wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Wikipedia, people have children that they don't have. Um, <laughs> gosh, what is the name of? Why well, I'm I'm tired. I am totally wiped out from this trip. I can't even think of. Mm. I think Can I, I get actually. a kiss goodbye? What is? Why am I blanking on everything today? Before I let go? <laughs> no, What's it's not. Right? No, that wasn't the first song. That wasn't the first song. According to Wikipedia, that's incorrect. Kyle, do you yes. know? 
Is it booty call? No. No. Uh, maybe. Maybe. No, that's maybe. not the first song. The the answer on Wikipedia was "Baby Be Mine." Mm. How well did it do on the charts? Not well. No, the, that was not the first hit, and that's why I was like, I know that was not oh, the first song. It was the first song released as a single. And yes, thought, but it was not know the first. Hit. I figured you'd be all over that. Wait, but. so what's what's number two then? Was it then Booty Call or was it before? I, I don't. I, I this is. I think it's before the... I let go. Was the second one. Mm. See, great now album. I gotta look. That's a good album. Really good All album. Right. Finish up with Kyle's artist. I'm gonna name this one. This, Kyle, you got the hard one once again. I gave you. I'm sure he'll ones. name oh, Mario or some other softball. No, no, Tony Braxton. Ooh. Oh my God, that is easy. That's not easy. Yes, it is. is We're it... talking what, like '92? Yeah, I was two at that time, Ed. I was wearing <laughs> diapers. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom, have you started feeding your baby applesauce? Of course, he loves that. Yeah. He'll sit there and keep asking for more. <laughs> that goodness. is actually real. Have you? What about the green mush? It's like peas. No, we we never we never gave him mush. Yeah. get out of here. That, 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 and stop a... avoiding the question, Kyle. Yeah, I was like, what Take are you talking about? This isn't. Even... <laughs> I'm gonna go with breathe again. Nope. Nope. No. Ed. Ed. See, at least I know this one. The first one, if we're counting duets, is the song with Babyface, Give You My Heart. That's the first one. But if we're not counting that, Ooh. it's Love Should Have Brought You Home. Okay. That's what I had. I know my tone. I have really Love Should Have Brought You Home. Was, that wasn't a big hit, was it? Yeah, it was. That was a gigantic was it? hit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Who knew? I was, I was also kind of a baby back then. Leave me alone, man. Ten-year-old, ten-year-old. <laughs> well, I should have known Backstreet, but I didn't know. I knew Tony. <laughs> All right. All right. Good job, guys. Kyle ran away with that one. He had the hard questions and pulled it out. Oh, oh my gosh, the softball. Yeah. <laughs> when you gave me that to me a question, I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know, but <laughs> I pulled through. Even though the album came out like a year ago. Right. No, that was like forty-five years ago, wasn't it? It felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything feels like just now, but. Um, Tom, are we done with the trivia? Yeah. Good so job, I, guys. I hope so. I guess I'm the winner for this week. Ed, maybe you'll have a chance next week to redeem yourself. But I got in your next week player. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have so much to talk about this week in uh, on the Soulback podcast. But, Ed, you just had a devastating loss with that R&B trivia. So I'm going to throw you a little bit of an alley-oop here. Okay. Can we talk about Silk Sonic? Now we can actually talk about something I know about. Yes, Silk hmm. Sonic. What is Silk Sonic? So Silk Sonic is a player's dream come true because we have a combination of artists that I actually kind of love. You've got Anderson Pop, who I don't feel like we talk about enough around here, who has really spent the past decade as one of the premier R&B kind of hip-hop's go-to hook guy. I'm not going to say he's the new Nate dog because... Y'all run away with the he's the new something. <laughs> but he is one of the more preeminent hooks bringers and almost always achieves. Except on that Buster Rhymes hour. I ain't like that. But besides that, he almost always comes through. And then you got my boy Bruno, who has kind of reinvented himself in the past few years as going from more of like this hyperactive funk pop guy to this throwback soul singer. And when you put these two artists together, who actually have very similar sounds and styles when they're both on the same page, 
player, you got some magic. So their new single is really giving me the good feelings. I feel like that this album, I don't know when we're going to get this album. It could be something serious. Mr. Leo, your rebuttal, please. I can't wait. <laughs> Ed, I 100% disagree with you. Oh, God. I know you're shocked to hear that. Yes. First please. of all, first of all, uh, first of all, I love Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. I think they're amazing artists. But if you had told me this song was recorded in 1977, I would have believed you. Hmm. Well, why is that a bad thing? Because, Paul, because how can a song come out and sound dated off the bat? That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for to progress the R&B genre. We're not going backwards. We're borrowing elements from those eras and then progressing the sound. Bruno already got away with stealing from New Jack Swing. Now he's stealing oh my from the, the Tom, golden era Tom. of the 70s. Like he's just he's just copying that sound. Tom, I go ahead, Kyle, before I go in, please. So what about songs like Fine China by Chris Brown, Suit and Tie by Justin Timberlake, Blurt Lines by Robin Thicke? Don't those... It's inspired. It's inspired. What yeah. about your girl Joyce, and we'll get to her later, Kyle, who just released an album, which I really like, that mm. is vintage 2000s R&B and is being celebrated as a return to the sound. There's a difference between celebration and straight-up copy-pasting. I feel like Leave the Door Open is more inspired by than just copy paste mm. stylistics. Uh, it's just tired to me, man. It's like it's almost like taking the easy way out. Now, now for what it is, it is a good song, but it's man. not. It's and, not what you're looking not for. Not only to say that, it's not what I'm looking for. But had let me let me think of an artist, Donnell Jones, and um, I don't know, John B say, for example, had put that song together and came out, no one would have even noticed in terms of the mainstream. So because this is Bruno Mars, he can do no wrong. Sure. And well, see, I, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of this, and I don't want to spend forever on this, but you got me on one. So <laughs> this has come up a lot. And one thing that I want to talk about in this space is the difference between why Bruno can get away with this, but the Jasmines and the Joes and the whomever that we celebrate cannot get away with this. And we have spent years throwing stones and tomatoes at the Brunos for co-opting a sound. And I don't want to get into the stupid, as we've discussed many times, appropriation, because I have argued that a million times. Not appropriation. Tom, I know that's not what you're talking about. But the issue is with the Brunos and versus whomever else is, you're right. It's kind of not fair that mm -hmm. Bruno can do this and get celebrated. And then we have thousands of other artists who try to and don't get celebrated. Yeah. But in my opinion, and again, I'm not saying you do this. I'm talking about the Twitter folks who get annoyed about this. Mm. Don't get mad at the artists. The issue going back to all of this is the industry because the industry has propped up certain artists that they have picked and, picked and chosen to be certain levels of headliners. And okay, yes, we will give them the promotion. Yes, we will give them the avenues. However, it's not fair to say they can't do that because that's not their fault. The fault is the industry that does not celebrate the other artists who would be able to. And the artists that are getting to shine, Cousin Chris and whoever else, Y'all too busy trying to sound like 21 Savage than to celebrate the R&B that you're supposedly the king of. 
Well, I'll make this quick, Kyle, because I know we don't have a lot of time for this topic. But yes. to me, Bruno, congratulations. Great job. But if you're in that position to who you are, where you're going to be celebrated no matter what, uplift those who of that generation who you're, who you're emulating with you. You know, he didn't really do that for New Jack Swing. And now he's not going to do that for the era he's emulating now. Bring those artists up with you. Remind people how much those artists influence you. Bring them on the stage with you. I would love to see that. I think that needs to happen. He actually has. He's done that. Of course, you know, that doesn't get the headlines. But no, yeah. he absolutely does that. But again, the industry is the problem. Not Bruno. Not Doja Cat getting an award for an r <laughs> That ain't all Doja Cat. That's on the people well. who created the awards. So your complaints are legit, but we need to realize who we need to be mad at. And it is an industry that picks and chooses. Well, I have two points here. Uh, great discussion, by the way. One, I do think this is a great opportunity for Bruno to really uplift Anderson Pack into the mainstream. I'm, I know we, we've had discussions about this and he's big in hip hop, but Bruno has a much bigger audience than just hip hop and R&B. He touches everywhere around the world. So if he can bring a talented artist like Anderson to the main stage, I'm more than happy. And the other thing I'll give Bruno credit for is, yes, he probably does get the opportunities that some of our favorites, some of our veterans don't. And he probably gets the resources that, you know, our favorites don't. But to his credit, he took those resources and he made it into a good song. It's not like he wasted those resources and made it into a crappy song. So I'm going to give him credit for that. And uh, Silk Sonic, I'm excited for the album. But, Tom, I'm going to throw it back to you. Two questions here. Number one, because Ed had put Bruno Mars in his top 50 R&B artists of all time. <laughs> now oh, that you, God, this again. Well, now that we've witnessed the 24K Magic album, and now the Silk Sonic album is on its way, can you put him in your top 50 right now? Yes, Just yes or no? Absolutely Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? All right. He's further away from the top 50 than he was before. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> hold on. Hold further. on. Well, let me ask you guys this then, Tom. You can go first on this. So we had had a, because I was looking back at our old podcasts, which you can now check out on Spotify. We have like five years worth of podcasts that you can check out if you haven't already. And you can also check us out at Soulback on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow us on our new accounts. But Here's my yes. question. So one of the questions that we had posed when the 24K Magic album came out was, can Bruno Mars save R&B by doing this new Jack Swing sound? And I think I think from what I've seen, nobody has really attempted to copy that. Trap has continued to dominate. So the question for you, Tom, is can this Silk Sonic era fix R&B, at least on a mainstream level? Because... There's a lot of great independent acts, but on a mainstream level, can Silk Sonic do it? 100% no, because kids, which are who the mainstream pitches to, are not listening to Bruno Mars and Anderson and Anderson Pack. I mean, that's just as simple as that. You tell me high school kids are going to listen to this? It's not happening. They're both in their 30s, I believe. I don't know how old Anderson is, but Bruno definitely is. It's not going to work. No chance. Ed? No, I... I think when it comes down to it, I know we have always been talking about who is going to be the savior. There are so many issues at play and mm -hmm. just factors to be involved. R&B is not going to be saved by one album. I was talking about this on the Cypher the other day on Facebook. Come join us on the Soul and Serial Cypher there. But no, there are so many issues. The head issue, as I talked about earlier, 
being an industry-wide issue of the way R&B is presented and how hip hop right now is the biggest thing. So the industry mainstream wise is being tailored and retooled in the hip hop sound. It's gonna take more than one single album to suddenly propel us to 1994 levels of Boys and Men. It ain't happening. Mm. So we'll see what happens uh, with Silk Sonic, Bruno and Anderson. It is cool to see two artists coming together and creating quality music. So I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully there is more on the way but speaking of silk sonic uh let's talk about some of our favorite music picks for uh that came out recently ed of course you got the silk sonic record why do you love mm -hmm. this record so much because unlike tom i think that it is a look at the past but give some more kind of a celebration of that past instead of wiping it off as old dustiness and beyond that it's just a fun song i have reviewed and if I haven't reviewed, I've discussed and listened to hundreds of albums in the past decade, hundreds of R&B albums. And unfortunately, not all of them, but many of the majority, especially in the past four or five years, have two of the same qualities. Even they're, they're tailored to the hip hop sound, AKA trap, mm. or they're just vibey, sleepy, boohoo, no emotion. I hate everybody. You suck. Like there is not an energy in R&B that R&B used to be based on. There's so much energy that comes with it. It's not just about being miserable or emulating hip hop. And this gives me that. It gives me that feel good energy that R&B has been missing. So thankfully, mm -hmm. they are bringing some more of that to the table. And we're seeing that with all the artists as well. But if they're at the forefront and able to put this on a mainstream level, that can't hurt. Amazing. Tom, what is your pick for this week? What do you have? What are you feeling? I got to go with our girl, Kelly Price. Mm. So when we interviewed her a few weeks ago about her upcoming EP, Grace, which is a Motown project, a Motown gospel project. So it's going to be a gospel EP. We didn't know what to expect. And she said it was like up-tempo dance, nothing like you're used to from gospel. Mm. And now when we hear the single dance party, it's just feel good music, no matter what genre you label it as. It's just what makes you want to move. And that's what we need right now. She told us she was giving us something we need right now in these tough times. And thank you, Kelly Price, for delivering. Love yeah. that one. All right, Kelly, I have not heard this yet. I missed this one over my break. So I got to check it out. Ed, when it comes to gospel, because when I think of gospel, I think of like Kim Burrell singing, you know, doing all these crazy runs. Kelly had mentioned in an interview that Tom and I did with her that this gospel album is not going to be your typical gospel album. There's going to be R&B. There's going to be hip hop. There's going to be a lot of different influences on it. Dance as well. Is the gospel community okay with that? Or because like I know R&B fans, they're super like fickle and annoyed when people try to do different things. Is that the same with the gospel folks? Oh, player, let me tell you, if you <laughs> think that R&B is fickle, you go get Sister Patterson lady who from your usher board on your church the number two usher board with a big hat she don't want to hear any dancing in her church but this has long been a debate in the gospel community and the fact is i remember when kirk franklin first came out and he was doing up-tempo tracks that sounded like r&b and they wanted to call him the devil and mm. look how he has transformed r&b I remember when gospel trap became a thing and I wrote a whole article about it and everybody got mad about it. I still kind of stand by that though. But the thing is music evolves. Gospel is part of that evolution. 
And just like R&B, as long as the heart of it continues to be the same and not be gimmicky, it's most definitely gospel. So, yeah, we've had up-tempo gospel. We've had hip-hop gospel. We've had all of this. And Kelly, an established artist who knows gospel, if you go back to her debut, she was singing gospel songs on that. Yep. You get an established artist to put all those elements into this EP. It could be something serious. So yeah, the old church lady is gonna be mad, but they've been <laughs> mad since nineteen ninety one. Tom, that reminds me. Remember back in the nineties when every artist would have like a gospel interlude? I mean, that's because R and B was pure and originated in the church. Yes. back then. Thank yep. goodness for that era. Now, where does yes. it originate at? I don't, I'm afraid to ask where it originates from now. Drake. Yeah, it originated from IG, and that's why it sounds terrible. It's all booty music and sadness, oh, misery, boy. pain, and panties. That's all you got. Oh, boy. Uh, my music pick Kyle, for the what's week. what's your pick? Yeah, like my music pick for the week is going to be, no surprise here, Joyce Rice, her album Overgrown. And uh, Ed, you had a chance to review it, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. But I'm going to go with the Lucky Day record with Joyce, Falling in Love, because in Ed's review, Tom, you got to check out this song. In Ed's review, Tom said, uh, Ed says it sounds something straight out of Mega Man. Yes, it what? did. That beat. The oh, beat. man. The beat sounds like Mega Man 3, one of the boss I'm levels. To, I'm about to log off this podcast and check it out right now. I love it. <laughs> it's a, in a good way, trust me. Yes, I am a fan of the album, and Kyle hit me. He was like, what, five stars? You can't get it five stars? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> like it that much. But I do like it, and especially for Kyle's generation, if you're missing that 2000s R&B vibe, your girl brings it to it in a very authentic way. So great album. I feel like it's going to be one of those sleepers at the end of the year when I do my year-end list, and people are going to be like, who is Joyce Rice? I <laughs> haven't. Get on it now so you will be caught up. Then when I do my year-end list and it winds up in the top 10 or whatever, you aren't left off. Now, there is one thing I have to call you out on, Ed. So on Joyce's album, there's an interlude by some guy named Westside Gunner, Westside Gun. <laughs> Westside Gun, yes. So <laughs> I, recall, I recall two weeks, out, uh, two weeks ago when I listened to this album, I was complaining about that interlude. And you replied with, well, you know nothing about hip hop, so of course you don't like this. And then I read your review. <laughs> yes. And you said that the inter interlude was not good. It was, <laughs> yes. And the reason is... You have, there's a time and place for everything. If you know West Side Gun, shout out Griselda, my boy Benny the Butcher put out an album. Now look, if your name is Benny the Butcher and mm. West Side Gun, <laughs> you know the type of music that you're gonna bring. And he did not soften his sound, I'll put it like that, for this interlude. And you got, look, Freddie Gibbs, AKA Gangsta Gibbs, is on her latest single. He was able to bring hip hop but he wasn't talking about all the people he was going to murder on the way to going on a date with Joy. He was able to kind of keep it there. And I wish West Side Gun talked less about who he was killing and more about R&B. And I think it would have worked a little bit better. I love him as a talent, but no play. I don't need to hear about your body count. Not on this song. <laughs> Tom, has Mob Deep ever done an R&B feature? Aside from the Mariah record? Ooh, I want scanning. Yes, have. yes. Um, Miss Jones' album. There was a mm -hmm. song called "Baby Maybe," which is actually really good. I love that song. Is it a lovey dovey um, song, or are they talking about killing people too? 
No, they're not talking about killing people. Okay. They're actually they could actually be. I mean, you remember that one twelve feature they had? I mean, True. they can do yes. love song like love songs when they, you know when they need to in their own terms. But yeah, yeah. shout okay. out to Mom Sometimes. Oh, I yeah. love you know R.I.P. Project. Shout out yep. to Half. I love them, but they yep. were able to bring it in. West Side was talking about killing people. Like, calm <laughs> down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's can we talk about drew hill because i was just checking out an interview that cisco did with our friend aries from urban bridges a uh, good friend of ours but cisco actually announced some very interesting news he said that they're currently working on a drew hill reunion tour where every single member of drew hill will be on this tour when we're talking about woody we're talking about scola tail smoky and black nokio uh, jazz and Cisco all together. Tom, how epic is that? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say. Um, I'm surprised Woody is even down for this. But yeah. I guess it's, uh, I'm trying to find the words here. Yes, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone asked for that magnitude of a reunion, but I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. At- it's got to be kind of weird because, like, player are the new guys, and then where are they going to fit when you bring back the other members that came in in the middle, like Scola and Teo, and and yeah. how is Jazz and Woody and Woody going to feel? And I don't know. I'm just glad our boy Nokio is back in the mix. Shout yeah. out to Nokio, and uh, I'm curious to see how this plays out. It's I'm excited, but I'm kind of like you, Tom. I'm just kind of like, how does going to work? I just reviewed, we'll talk about this later. I reviewed um, New Edition's entire discography and it re- recently on the site. And it reminded me of the Home Again album because it was such a big deal to have all the members on one album at one time. It's the only time it's happened. And that tour was like big, big deal. And this kind of reminds me of that, having all those members in place. But the difference is New Edition when they had Bobby and they had Johnny, they were specific songs yeah. that you remember with each. I mean, I love Player, as you all know. I stand to the utmost. But like they, other than the one single, like mm-hmm. they don't really have a big place. And then like even Scola and them, like they were around for maybe one or two songs. So incorporating all of them will be interesting to figure yeah. out how that would work out. Well, but just for the Drew Hill legacy, I'm down for it. Kyle, can I ask you something? Because yep. I almost feel like people are going to come out to a Drew Hill tour as long as Cisco is involved. I yeah. don't. I don't know if they necessarily care about. What do you think? I mean, how do you feel about that? I think there's two separate things we have to look at. Yes, there's going to be people that just go to watch Cisco perform the thong song. You know, there's <laughs> going to be people like right now. Um, there's a bunch of people that go to Drew Hill just because they want to hear "In My Bed" and all those yeah. big records. It doesn't matter who's singing as long as Cisco's there. They're going to recognize the songs. They're going to remember the memories. Uh, but then there's also those diehard Drew Hill fans who, as much as they love Cisco, they love Nokio, Woody, and Jazz just as much. And they love Teo and Scola as well. And now Playa, they've accepted them into that community. So it's really two different things we're looking at. Um, what I will say, and it's going to sound bad, but I don't think it should because it's going to open up opportunities for groups like drew hill and who knows whatever group comes after this but this pandemic as you guys know has taken a huge hit on all artists financially so they're probably looking at this as an opportunity hey i can make some money i can make some Mm. bread 
get my family back together, you know, because this time has been tough for everyone. So if Drew Hill can successfully Damn. pull this off, then I hope everyone follows suit. We see, and I don't want to name names here, but hey, maybe even Jodeci will go back on tour. It's 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 a sad yeah, reality. Don't I'm name not, names. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone. And, and you know, judge them for wherever they are financially, but you know that has to play a role in it as well. I would say. I mean, look at the yeah. times, like you said, like the pandemic has hurt everybody's pockets, and everybody, either on the sound of my voice or like right here now, has felt the financial impact. And when you think about an artist whose bread and butter, especially R and B artists, yeah. your bread and butter is the touring and showing the album because y'all ain't buying nothing. I'm mm. the only one still buying CDs. <laughs> Tom, I bought an AZ CD the other day, but we'll talk hey. about that offline. Nice. But the point is, when it comes down to it, this is the way artists earn their money, and they have not been able to earn their money in a year and a half. So this is an opportunity to play into the nostalgia, expand their legacy, and do some things that we can do to celebrate fans. I'm all for it, as long as it's done right and respectfully. And I'll just say, one thing we've learned from all this, tomorrow's not promised. Make yep. a comeback. What the, that's what the fans want to say. Do it for the fans. I mean, some, some of these guys might not care about that. This is not fo focused on Drew Hill or anyone saying they don't care. But, hey, you might not ever get another chance to reunite with your brothers. Make it right. happen. Yep. Let me ask you guys this about Drew Hill, then. Because I know they have an album on the way with Playa and Nokio and Cisco. That's been in the works for, I want to say, three years now. Troy Taylor was spearheading that one. In a hypothetical world, if this tour does, does take place with all the members, do you want an album to come with this, or do you just want it to be the tour? Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see that album ever come out, Kyle, or any album from the whole entire group. That's my opinion. Mm. Um, I tend to agree. I don't it would be cool to have an ensemble album because I think that that could be really awesome. Yeah. I do want that Troy Taylor album to come out because I just have an ink. Sometimes your boy just knows. I have an R&B six. <laughs> I just kind of know yeah. when there's some heat on the way. And I yeah. think that yeah. album has some stuff on it. Agreed. So I would not be mad if this was released along with this tour because that's be real. Most albums are just essentially just ways to produce interests and tours unfortunately yep. with it just being those four members and then me on a tour of like 200 people from baltimore mm. that's gonna be kind of a weird <laughs> and misleading thing so yeah. it probably won't work but i guess i'm being selfish i just want the album somebody yep. hook me up troy put in the dms <laughs> yep and uh if this tour does happen what songs do you want to hear on this tour what's that one song you want them to see to perform live i want to hear woody sing april showers live that I'm no. waiting on that one. <laughs> yeah, we oh, yes. hear that. that would be dope. Yeah, I want to yep. find some way to like. I feel like they will have some weird ensemble version of like in my bed or tell me or five steps. I can feel like they somehow make some like ten minute version of one of the <laughs> classic songs with just everybody on it. Yeah. I would want to see how that would work. How how will they fit in, Tom? If they all do the tell me dance together, if they're just hopping around. <laughs> um, <laughs> that ain't happening. Mm. Uh, this yeah. ain't 1996. Some need, those knees don't work like they yeah. <laughs> That is true. There you go. Yep. So shout out to Drew Hill. We can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Cisco, we're still waiting on an interview, so come through. Uh, I've got <laughs> but 
while we wait for Cisco, I've got some exciting news for you as we enter into the chicken intermission, Tom. Oh, boy. The chicken intermission. Chicken so intermission. Did I take so, a wrong turn somewhere? Where am I at? I don't know. I've been asking that all podcast. Well, <laughs> the chicken intermission is really just an intermission for us to talk about food. Uh, I don't know why I named it chicken intermission, because we could be talking about fish. We could be talking about beef. We could be talking about pork. And mm-hmm. we can even be talking about vegetables here. But today, we're going to be talking about something extraordinary that just came out in Canada. Just give me some chicken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the KFC popcorn chicken pizza that Pizza Hut is serving. Have you guys seen this? You showed us a picture of it. I, that's the only time I've ever seen it. <laughs> Um, let me explain this pizza to you guys. It is a regular pizza Ugh. or or pizza crust, and the sauce is gravy. You've got your cheese. It has corn in it for some reason, and then you've got your little <laughs> popcorn chicken. Now, if you guys don't know what popcorn chicken is, it's like a mini crunchier chicken nugget, but that's that's the pizza. So would you guys try this pizza? Glenn, you, you say, just did you say it's made gravy? Up- Gravy, yeah. It doesn't gravy. have mar- it doesn't have marinara. It doesn't have barbecue sauce. It has gravy, KFC gravy. Oh, oh. Did you just? I mean, if we're talking gravy, corn, and hunks of chicken, that sounds like the stuff that comes out, <laughs> not the stuff that goes in. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> now I've seen the pizza because Kyle shared a little photo in our group chat. And I likened it to this. Now, this goes, shout out to my old, my 80s babies. There was an episode of the Ninja Turtles. Mm. And there was an episode where they had a pizza. And they put, like, these alien eggs on the pizza. And (laughs) aliens would hatch. And when you put the pizza in the microwave, that's what that pizza reminded me of. It was gross. And it had these weird-looking meatballs that were like eggs to me. You can eat it at your own risk and have an alien in your belly. (laughs) Um, hopefully I'm not going to ruin a sponsorship opportunity here, but I wouldn't even eat KFC chicken by itself. Oh man. No, it's, Oh no, no, I can't give you that. I'll I'll get down some KFC. That's one of the greasiest things, items you can ever find on this earth. I mean, Pizza Hut's not that far away, but it's still good. (laughs) Pizza Hut's not that far away (laughs) from that. That is actually true. Pizza Hut, you you have the box, they give it to you, take out the thing is already Leaking through at the bottom. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... <laughs> I will I will say That's this true. about I will say this about Pizza Hut. Is it the greatest pizza ever? No, but out of all the franchises, I would say it's the most consistent. Mm, I will used to say that, but I will say, and I know people will scoff. Domino's has stepped their game up. This is true. Have, I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah. They have stepped their game up. So I would put them at most consistent. But I feel Tom on the KFC. I have never had a chicken. You bite into the chicken, and one bite, all the skin slides off like a slipper. <laughs> because the chicken is so greasy. But I Ooh. like the seasoning. It tastes good. You just, you're going to be eating bare chicken. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess I love the chicken intermission. Oh, man. I guess I'm eating that pizza by myself. Anyways, uh, I've got some. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are. I've got some big news to announce here. Uh, well, first of all, Keisha Cole had what dropped that. Keisha Cole had dropped her single "I Don't Want to Fall in Love" uh, right after her versus battle with Ashanti, which we've talked about before, so we don't need to get into that again. But 
what's new is that she announced that after this upcoming album, which is produced by Ron Fair, who's her longtime collaborator, collaborator and music executive, Keisha Cole says, I'm out. I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on my family. Now, we've heard people say that they're going to retire and they come back. But hypothetically, if this is really the end for Keisha Cole, I mean, even before we talk about impact and all that stuff, can you guys just bring me back to when you first got introduced to Keisha Cole and that journey from beginning till now? Oh, I've talked about it many times, especially during the verses when I was arguing with you, Kyle, about Ashanti. But I remember when I first heard her with the Kanye West song and I heard that song. I want to say like I, was, I may have been home in Virginia. I was somewhere where I wasn't usual. I lived in Louisville at the time and I heard this song and I thought it was great from this artist that I didn't really know. And then I didn't hear the song again for months. And then it popped up and then it had a video and everything. And I really liked her style early on. And from that first album, especially to that second album, I really thought that she was it. I thought that she was going to be Kyle, your generation's Mary J. Blige, the mm. soulful girl from the hood who was able to speak to pain and speak to relationships in a way that Mary J. did in the previous generation, for my generation. So I had a lot of respect and I just loved her. When she got into kind of that BT sitcom era, I mean, not sitcom, the reality show, she seemed to start losing a little bit of consistency for me. Then she stepped it up again with a few albums later in her career that I thought were really overlooked. Mm -hmm. So she's a little up and down, but if you look at her career overall, there might be some lost potential, but there are some really great albums. So I really thought that there was a lot that Keisha gave us in that decade of the 2000s and i wish it carried over into this decade didn't quite work but i always have a lot of love and respect for my girl i'll let you actually speak on this one kyle because it's more of your generation i was there yeah. obviously watching her trajectory but i'm curious to hear your thoughts watching it play out um i mean like like ed mentioned uh i thought keisha cole was going to be the next big thing because i remember that first album and that was a that was a slow grind for her to get that one really you know, to the top because she had dropped like two or three singles before it really took off. And I was one of the yeah. ones that like caught on to it early. It was her album and it was Trey's album, his first album. And those were two albums that I knew about that the whole world didn't really pay attention to. And I knew at that yep. time, I'm like, man, there's some really good songs on this album. And then the singles worked and she blew up on that second album. And man, that second album, when I go back, I still remember when that album leaked or should I say came out, but I'm going to say leaked because I remember downloading mm -hmm. that album. <laughs> it was the 2000s. Yeah. We, that, that's just what we did. But I remember hitting play. That's on that how album. we did. And I was like, man, this is this is some serious work. And um, and, and from that point on, I knew she was going to be a star. And then as the years went by, like Ed mentioned, some great songs. Uh, Woman to Woman is actually a very underrated album, in my opinion. Um. She yep. also had some albums that I didn't really feel as much, I think, with her third album because she kind of moved in a different direction when I still wanted that sad Keisha. Wasn't for me, but I know a lot of people love that album. But overall, like when I think of artists that came from that generation, there's not many that I can think of that have had the success and the longevity because people still reminisce about those Keisha Cole records today. So from my perspective, she's good and if she wants to retire now, I, I'm good with that. Like she's given us all that we really need. And I'm, I'm grateful for that.
Did she give a reason for retiring? Yeah, she wants to take care of her kids. Well, I mean, if she's well off financially, that she doesn't need to work anymore. Most of us have to still work, unfortunately. Yeah. Right, guys? Um, oh, but don't remind me. Good for her. Uh, who knows, though? I mean, maybe she lost love for it. Because most artists create because they love doing it. You yeah. know, most of them don't do it just for money. Well, actually, a lot of them do. That's true. <laughs> but then there are a whole bunch that do it because they love it. She Maybe she lost the love. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I'm sure she'll be back. There's no way she's never going to yeah. release music again. Yeah. Yeah. I, and Kyle, I mean, um, Tom, you made a great point. I was reading an interview or something while I was gone on. Um, actually, it wasn't. It was a song. It was uh, the song of um, Andre 3000 and T.I. And a lot of people give Andre crap because it's like, oh, you're one of the greatest, but you never came out with a solo album and you never did another Outkast album. He kind of admits in that song. He was like, I like creating. I don't care about money. I don't care about all the stuff that comes with fame. I just like making music. And that's probably why he's just wandering around random streets playing flutes and crap. He likes <laughs> making music, but he doesn't like all that comes along with it. So I can understand Akisha being like, you know, I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of fighting to get my, rec my records on the radio. Tired of fighting with stands on Twitter, talking about Ugh. Beyonce. I just want to spend time with my family. Maybe I'll like make some songs on the side. As far as these retirements, I mean, I never trust them because they never stand up. I can't think of anyone who said, I'm going home forever. And they did. Everybody always comes back. Mm. Whatever. If she wants to take some time, cool. But she's put in her work. Well, has I'll Joe, say one last thing on this topic. I'll, I'll let on. you go. Has Joe come back yet? Because I don't think he's coming back. No. No, I've heard rumors that he has something coming up this year, but that's just rumors. Tyrese hasn't see. either. Yep. Now, you know Tyrese. Tyrese, Tyrese don't believe Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing I'll say about Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole, we love you. Unblock us. I don't know. What that's true. <laughs> that's true. If this is really the end, just unblock us so we're, we're good again. <laughs> I'm blocking you to turn your account off. You might get that hat. Well, let oh. me let me ask you guys this, uh, and it doesn't really have to pertain to Keisha Cole, but these retirement albums, these last albums, what do you want from a last album? Do you want stuff that sounds like them at their peak, or do you want something that's still progressive? Like, what do you want? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I, for me, it's just make something from the heart, you know, like I don't mm -hmm. care what it is as long as it seems authentic and uh, doesn't feel forced. I'm good with it. You know, uh, that's all I can think of. I kind of hate to steal Tom's answer, but I can't, I think he's right. Like I, I don't necessarily want 2005. I, I, yeah. I love 2005. I love 2007 Keisha. I don't necessarily need that because that's not where we are, mm. but I just want something that, feels like Keisha and doesn't feel like Keisha pretending to be Cardi B. Like, I don't want that. Just give mm, me yeah. something authentic to your journey. I don't know. After listening to that Joyce Rice album, I, I, I want everything to be 2005 again. Ugh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, is it that time? Do we have a love letters for Ed today? Oh, oh no. boy. So for those not familiar, Ed does this awesome column on his site, soulandstereo.com. 
called Love Letters. Ed, you can actually explain it better than I can. Yeah. So essentially what Love Letters is, is we have readers send your boy questions about their love life. And since I've been married for a trillion years and I spend my time listening to sad love songs, I guess I can tell people about what's going on. Now, most of the time, it's just me trolling people. But hey, maybe sometimes there's a little bit of actual advice in those things. Mm. So what I'm going to do is give Ed uh, a lyric from a song and have him respond to it as he's giving advice to the person who said that lyric. Now, let me ask you a question, Ed. Are you able to respond from a female's perspective? (laughs) <laughs> sometimes oh obviously i cannot respond from a female's perspective but a lot of times i'll get some outside help when it comes to that so okay. a lot of my so, questions and responses i gotta kind of feel from the ladies yes so this is a lady who's coming to you for advice because she just had a a white dude come up to her and say are you feeling my tims my baggy jeans my thug appeal <laughs> uh, Ed, how should i respond to this guy oh my god First of all, I need to figure out what year this is. Because if you're wearing your Tims and your Thug up here in shout, 2021. Shout out, to, shout out to whoever knows what song that's from. That's um, We all Black. know that song. Uh, that, that's J.C. But any of the listeners, we don't know. Yeah, that's J.C. Chazé from NSYNC that's on the guy. Black song. What's that song oh, called again? Uh, uh, Bring Appeal. It All to Me. Bring It All to Me, yes. It's, so, it's not yes. called Thug Appeal? Help this young help No, this it's young not called Thug Appeal. Help this so young let me help. Out. Let me help young black. I can't remember which one it was. So let me help young black on this. Now, if a brother, <laughs> I can't even talk. So are we saying that she said this to the brother or the dude? No, or, no. Or this girl said it to, you, to her. This girl's coming to you for advice because a white dude tried to kick game to her using that line, and she doesn't know what to do. If she should take him serious or not. Well, first of all, in 2021, I'm not going to take anybody serious with the construction worker work. Like, I mean, we got away with that in 1999. Mm. It probably ain't going to work right now. So if the first thing you got to talk about is your (laughs) clothes and your thug swag, Mm. I'm going to need you to step up the convo a little bit and tell me a little bit about your actual personality. It doesn't have to do with something that I saw across the street. So number one, that's a little bit of a red flag. If the first thing that you have to offer to someone is about your thug appeal, maybe West Side Gun <laughs> did that to Joyce. And that's why we got the interlude because he certainly talked about his thug appeal when he mm. talked about having girls on all fours and killing people. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah. It, it's not going to work. It, it ain't is. working, dog. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need <laughs> her to read between the lines and understand that if a brother comes to you talking about his thugness, don't be <laughs> mad when you're dating him 10 years down the line. And he's like, I can't come home tonight. I got to hug the block, move this weight. <laughs> she's like, why are you selling drugs? Well, he said that he had a thug appeal. So mm. why are you surprised? Damn. You know, wow, you know that poor you, JC. You know Damn. what this what this just makes me realize the 90s and the early 2000s was such an innocent time. Like, no, like, I'm sure people question the line as being <laughs> suspect, but if you had put that out today, there'd be a think piece on it. No question. Oh, my God. Oh, oh if there was social today, media back then. Imagine yeah. social media being around back then. Oh, yeah. He would be over. 
Well, it's funny because I think if he did it back then, social media would celebrate him because everybody loved NSYNC back then. But no, if you take that line and put it in 2021, you tell some Gen Z person about that line today. There will be a think piece out by the morning <laughs> about appropriation and everything else. Leave mm. JC alone. He was just kicking game. <laughs> oh, boy. And there you have it. So, Tom, I think it's time for everyone's favorite feature. I see this on our Twitter all the time, our Instagram. We call it Whatever Happened To. Oh, oh boy. An- another standout of Ed's site. Yes. And yep. if you guys uh, haven't, if you so guys today. haven't, well, if you guys haven't, go check out So In Stereo because you can read up on all your favorite whatever happens to. But Ed, who is today's? Okay, for today, I got a shout out. I started getting a little feeling this when we were talking about Bruno a little bit, but I got to shout out my man, Aaron Hall. So mm. let me tell you about my man, Aaron. In 1992 or three, the biggest song, one of my favorite songs of all time, Aaron Hall, I Miss You. Also, one of the most depressing videos of all yes, time. Yes, yes. But sad. for everybody who loves to, who is, well, I was going to say, for those who miss the music of He Who Shall Not Be Named from the early 90s, you just have to look at the person whose career he copy-pasted, which would be Aaron Hall. But... My man Aaron doesn't have the most sparkling of record either. So we'll stay away from that (laughs) and talk about how his influence with Guy has been one of the kind of shining stars of the New Jack Swing era. Guy, Teddy Riley were able to move that forward. That should have put him at the top of R&B by the early 90s as we were moving away from New Jack Swing. And it started to work. But he just couldn't get out of his own way. And mm. with the other person kind of co-opting his old swag, he kind of went kind of obscure, even though he had some heat in the mid-90s. I love all the things and a few other joints. But today, if we're just kind of moving away from the drama of his former girlfriend, believe it or not, my man is a dog trainer out in like L.A. or somewhere. Wow. <laughs> so if you need your dog trained, take him to Aaron Hall. He got you. You'll sing some sad songs and get your dog to not pee on the floor. Wow. <laughs> that's that's sad, guys, because we need a guy reunion. Even we'd love to hear a guy, a new guy album. I mean, I, I doubt we're ever going to get it. No. You know, we talked to Damien Hall last year and he seemed optimistic that wasn't going to happen. But here we are nearly a year later. Nothing has even come close. He has but been man. pushing for a reunion for years. I mean, he has in my man, Aaron. But it just hasn't gotten off the ground. I don't know. I've heard different rumors about why it hasn't. I won't put rumors out there. But this is something that I feel like could happen. All the members seem like that there could be in place. Yeah. And Lord knows nostalgia is a big thing right now. If Guy came back and Teddy, yeah. we know he's still got it in the studio. Mm-hmm. I'd yep. be all for a reunion. And he can have like a feature with DMX and have like some co-opting in there <laughs> with his oh, dog goodness. training, have a beat with some dogs barking in the background and be doing that thing mm-hmm. <laughs> plus hey i, I well I, I think guy had been doing a couple of shows uh before the pandemic happened but hey the pandemic once that happens everything is on the table at this point if it makes money i think yeah basically people are gonna listen so aaron hall we love you we actually need to interview aaron hall at some point too he's one of the unsung heroes yep. we never have 
Yeah. You think the Jay Holiday podcast was wild? Mm. Wait till you get Aaron up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I think man. I think we're out of time. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, before I let you guys plug in whatever you guys have to plug in again, follow us on our new social media pages or uh, at Soulback on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, yep. I think we're going to also be setting up a, U- a new YouTube channel as well just to upload all this content. And we want to make sure that uh, you guys don't miss any of this uh, just because we have so much going on from our site as well as Ed's site. But Ed, let's start with you here. The Joyce Rice album is out. You did a review on that. I read that. I'm very upset you didn't give it five stars, but I'll take a four. Um, what else do you have going on? Yes, go check out Joyce. I think it is one of the better albums of the year. Might be the best. We'll see. Um, but this is one of the better albums of the year. Check that out. I mentioned my man, AZ. One of, in my opinion, maybe the most underrated hip-hop artist of all time. Really? I ranked his discography. Yes. Talk about five stars. He got a five-star album. So check out my review of AZ's entire discography. I got a new edition of Love Letters, as you kind of alluded to. Lord, this one lady asked. She found that her man was cheating and sent a DM (laughs) to the person she was cheating. But the cheater did not return her DM, and she's upset. Player, why are you talking to the person who cheated? You need to talk to your husband. But whatever. Check Mm. that out on Love Letters. And I've also got, with our boy Derek Dunn, new edition head-to-head. So we talk about their greatest albums, greatest singles. Johnny Gill, Bobby Brown. If Bobby really was the king of R&B, it's kind of a rundown of new edition's entire career. So check that out. And I think I might review their discography as well pretty soon because it's about time to rank them and show new edition some love. That might be coming this coming week. Awesome. And Tom, you know I got so we've done some few we've we've done some interviews over the last few weeks. Yeah, you've you've done a few um lately. Uh, we've just been posting some new songs that have been have been coming out. It's been kind of quiet, I feel like. It's yeah. gonna pick up. There's some albums scheduled to come out. Talk about some of the interviews you did, Kyle. So uh, I interviewed Joyce last week. Uh, Bobby V, we did that one. We did Kelly Price. We did Jagged Edge. And I think I may be missing one, but we had a couple. Breland, too. Breland as well, yep. So we had a couple that we've done, and uh, we have a couple more lined up. So you guys just stay tuned. Uh, R&B is alive and well. We're going to be covering all of your favorites. So again, follow us at Soulback on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we might be giving away a couple of prizes soon. I'm gonna... Prizes. Everyone so, loves prizes. Yeah, so what we're going to do is I'm going to buy that KFC pizza. I'll have a slice and everyone else can oh. have the other slices. <laughs> Good luck mailing grilled chicken in a pandemic. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, wh- where we're at, we could literally ask for someone's address and just like Uber Eats them the freaking thing from their hometown. I that's mean, that would actually, be a prize you could right there. do that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that actually could work. I don't know. Uber Eats, their, deli- their delivery fees are, are outrageous. Oh, yeah. Their you delivery know. is outrageous. Don't get me fucking <laughs> about Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, boy. Is, uh, is Postmate better? I haven't tried Postmate, but I cut off Uber Eats. When I ordered some, I don't remember what it was, some Chipotle or something, mm. and they sent me a picture of it on my porch. I'm like, that's not my porch. <laughs> so someone got my food. 
And I was like, that was it for them. There, there goes another sponsor down the drain. So Uber Wait, Eats or Pepsi will not be sponsoring this podcast anytime soon. Oh, did you get your food after all? No, I didn't get my food. Oh, my goodness. And then I <laughs> called them and they were like, well, they said it was delivered. I'm like, that's not my house. I got my money back. But I didn't well, get I was hungry. <laughs> well, at least you got your money Jeez. back. All is fixed. No, my anger was not fixed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, I think we're uh forget Uber Eats. Oh man, I think we're uh we're done for this week. Ed, uh off the call, we'll talk about the new Ninja Turtle game that just came out or is about to come out cuz that looks pretty cool, but Yes. For everyone else, I think that's it for this <laughs> week. So, uh follow us on our new page and uh, we'll be back next week to talk more R&B. So, you guys be safe and we'll talk again next week.